Testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello. You've got to start <clears throat> louder than that. Hello. What's your name? Dad. Where do you come from? <laughs> no likely, no likely. Okay? Okay. Are you having a conversation? Yeah. How, how are you going to annoy me? Because if you're going to annoy me, then I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> Shannon's rolling her eyes right now uh, because she doesn't get that we've got people who listen to this. Can you believe that, Shannon? No. Yeah. So thank you once again. Please leave a review. Uh, please tell your friends who like weird podcasts like this. Isn't that right, Shannon? Yeah. Right. What a week it's been. What, what have we done this week? Exactly. It's been a blur, right? (laughs) So, I've done my homework tonight. After you mocked us in the Christmas special. Yeah. So, you've got two subjects. Okay. One can be Mothman. No. That sounds crap. (laughs) Or, the second one can be Spring-Heeled Jack. What? I don't even know what that is. Isn't that exactly what we need to do? To join us on a deep dive and investigation into. I don't know why you're looking at us as if I remember what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Mothman or Spring Hill Jack Shannon? Spring Hill Jack. Okay. Cheers. Locked in. Spring Hill Jack. Are you ready for this tale? Come on then. You better be good. Spring Hill Jack is an entity. I'll, I'll go again. Right, hang on. Back in the room. One, two, three. Spring Hill Jack is an entity in English folklore of the Victorian era. Okay. So, Spring Hill Jack is written in history. The first claimed sighting of Spring Hill Jack was in 1837. Okay. Later sightings were reported all over the UK and they were prevalent in London, the Midlands, and Scotland. So people have been claiming that spring Hill Jack was saying okay? There are many theories about the nature of the identity of spring Hill Jack, but the urban legend was very popular in its time due to the tales of his bizarre appearance and the ability to make extraordinary leaps or jumps to the point he became the topic of several works of fiction. So people start writing stories what they've heard. He was about. a long jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. Like you could jump high. Oh, so you, I thought when you said long leaps was like you could jump really. What, like a frog? <laughs> no, like a long jump. Right. Well, all right, right. <laughs> okay. you what I mean? Yeah. The Spring Hill Jack was described by people who were claimed to have seen him 
either terrifying or frightful in appearance. So people who would really... I know what you mean. <laughs> Some people were scared of him. They said that he's got clawed hands and eyes that resemble red balls of fire. One report claimed that beneath the black cloak that spring Jack wore, he had a tight-fitting white garment and, like, oily skin. So they're, like, saying he's not, like, even human or whatever he is. Many stories also mention a devil-like aspect. Others said that he was tall and thin and had the appearance of a gentleman. Of a long winter. (laughs) (laughs) Several reports mentioned that he could breathe out blue and white flames. And he wore, obviously, he had the claws. Two people who claimed that he even spoke like English, but it wasn't like comprehensible English. (laughs) Right, what's your thoughts so far? This is in history books. There was actual like police reports and stuff about Spring Hill Jack existing. If you can show me more evidence. Right, do you want to see a picture of him for now? Right, so that's what he's described as and doing. So can you explain for our podcast audience? Right, it looks like what's it called? Podcast. No, I'm trying (laughs) to think what it's called. Like a devil, but it's got a name. Because there's a bigger chip named after it. Right. Right, so he looks like a little devil. Right. <laughs> Jumping over a fence. Right. And who, who's chasing him there? I don't know, who's that? Looks like a police to me. He looks like a man with a hat on to me. Right, so from the picture, how far, how high in the air is he jumping? About six foot. Right, okay, so do you think a man, to start off with, can jump that high? Jump. What, now? Yeah, you are six foot. Yeah, but I kind of jump six foot. No, stand up and jump and bend your knees. <laughs> stand up and jump and bend your knees. Bounce around in a circle. I don't know, because when if you proper jump, took jump, you were, I don't think you would go six foot, but right. I think you'd go kind of high, like. Right, cool. I think you'd be about three foot. So are you thinking he's real? Wait. Yeah. Right. Not, maybe okay. not the way they're describing him, but I think there might be a little man running around <laughs> jumping <laughs> off the fence. I know, to be fair, I haven't said how tall he was. I've described everything else but his height. Uh-huh. Right, number one. In the early 19th century, there were reports of ghosts that stalked the streets of London. So people used to report that there would be ghosts around. Mm. Human-like figures that were described as pale, and they believed that they stalked and preyed on lone people walking home at night. The stories of these figures formed part of the distinct ghost tradition in London, which some of the writers have argued that basically give fuel to Spring Hill Jack being a real thing. The most important of these entities, which in 1803 and 1804, so this is like 30 years before the first report of Spring Hill Jack, uh, was reported in London and it would later reappear in 1824. I mean, this is going back like nearly 200 years and all, um, of apparitions of a Southampton ghost that was reported assaulting individuals in the night, particularly a spit aboard many characteristics Yes, of Spring Ale Jack that was reported like later on. And it was saying that this thing could jump over houses about 10 feet tall. 
I'm really tired of this kind of big talk. Well, they weren't back then. The oh, 18th yeah. century, man. Oh, okay. Right, so that's the first piece of evidence for us. It's not much evidence. Is it a human? At the minute, yeah. Is it not a kangaroo? Mm. Where hmm. was this at, though? England? Could oh. not affect, could a wallaby? Can wallabies still jump high like kangaroos? I think so. Because wallabies in England. Especially in the 1800s. Yes, a wallaby. And for there, was, there years, would have been more nature. Case, if they didn't say it properly. Possibly. Maybe. Well, mm, I don't know. Right, number two. The first sighting of them was in 1837, and the last reported sighting of Spring Hill Jack was in 1904. So that's quite a long time, from 1837 to 1904. That's a lot of years. Yeah, more than that. And people didn't used to live that long back then. The wallabies live eight years. According to much of the later accounts than the October one, a girl by the name of Mary Stevenson was walking to Lavender Hill where she was working as a servant after visiting her parents in Battersea. On her way through Clapton Common, a strange figure leapt at her from a dark alley. After immobilising her with a tight grip so he grabbed her, he began to kiss her face while ripping her clothes and touching her with its claws, which were recorded where the deportate from what she said was cold and clammy as those of a corpse. In panic, the girl screamed, making the attacker flee the scene. The commotion brought several residents who immediately launched to search for the aggressor, but he could not be found. Thoughts on that? Sounds a bit weird, that one. It does, doesn't it? Especially like, like he, he looks dead or feels dead. Yeah. Um, the next day, the leap and character is said to have chosen a very different victim, nigger Mary Stevenson's home a method that would reappear in later reports. He jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control and ca- crash and severely injure himself. Several witnesses claimed that he escaped by jumping over a nine-foot wall, while cackling with a high-pitched ring and laughter. Oh. Gradually, the news of the strange character spread, and soon the press and the public gave him the name spring Jack. I'm a bit creeped out now. Thoughts on that? This was all reported. This know, is like that's actual what makes police reports. More like believable, doesn't it, than just like random mythical creatures like this? I mean, surely a wallaby wouldn't have the sense of humour to like annoy people and laugh at them. Oh no, obviously not. So, but it's like it's a totally different report from those of like. Bigfoot and all of that, where it was like we've seen something strange in the woods and all of it. <laughs> like this is like genuinely like just in your street, <laughs> jumping down your street. I know, jumping over a wall. Air. Like imagine seeing that. Well, exactly. People are claiming that the scene it. There's witnesses. Yeah, and like sorts. it's when you Why started off in the beginning where it had like then, fire hands and breathed fire and all that. <laughs> it's again people like adding bits on the story. Do you think that bit is? Yeah, I think that's a bit stupid. But how can a man jump ten foot in the air? An Olympian. I mean, like martial artists can jump high, but yeah. not that high though, Shannon. Not even Olympians can jump that high. They yeah, need a pole. They need a pole to do it. 
Yeah, but it's not just standing there and going like a cleaner would have like ran and that's what a spring heel is, isn't it? You're not thinking of time travel. No. Right, <laughs> number three. A peculiar report from the Brighton Gazette, which appeared in the 14th of April, 1838 edition of the Times, the paper, for you, Shannon, is it was um, how a gardener in Sussex had been terrified by a creature of an unknown nature that wrote that spring Jack has found his way to Sussex coast. That's what the paper actually printed. Even though the report bore little resemblance to other accounts of Jack, in the incident on the 13th of April when it appeared, the, sh- the gardener said it was the shape of a bear and what? some other four-footed animal. Having atta- attracted the gardener's attention by a growl, it then climbed over the garden wall and ran along on its all fours before jumping down the chair from the gardener. <laughs> After terrifying the gardener, the, the aberration like the scaled the wall and made it sexist. I, think, I, don't, I don't that's think that's the like, That's, a, that's a bear. <laughs> Is that an angry dog? I think so. That <laughs> a is, wolf, a bear? What are them really big, what are them really massive dogs called? Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. ones where they are like four foot. Because there must have been dogs get wild then and all. Exactly. That wasn't anything like the other descriptions. Jeez, that was the, the, the going as back as far as 1838. The papers were even trying to scare people then. I know, it's kind of mad. Right, so well, we've given that a shant up, a shant in the middle or a shant down. Is that Spring Ale Jack? No. Right. Perhaps the best known of the alleged incidents involving Spring Ale Jack with the attacks on two teenage girls, Lucy Scales and Jane Aslop. The Aslop report was covered by the newspapers, including obviously all the popular ones at the time. While fewer reports appeared in relation to the attack on Scales, the press coverage of these two attacks helped raise the profile of Spring Hills Jack. That rhymed. Right, so the Aslop case, Jane Aslop, so this actually happened, this is in okay. police reports, Jane Aslop reported that the 19th of February in 1838, she answered the door of her father's house to a man claiming to be a police officer who told her to bring a light, claiming we have caught spring Jack here in the lane. She brought the person a candle and noticed that he wore a large cloak. The moment she handed him the candle, however, he threw the cloak off and presented his most hideous and frightful appearance. Vomiting blue and white flames from his mouth, while his eyes resembled red balls of fire, Miss Aslop reported that he wore a large helmet and that his clothing, which appeared to be very tight fitting, resembled oily skin again. Without saying a word, he caught hold of her and began tearing her gown with his claws which she was certain was of, like, metal. She saying it was like some sort of metal claws. She screamed for help and managed to get away from him as he ran towards the house. He caught her on the steps and tore her neck and her arms with his claws. She was rescued by one of her sisters, which he fled. Thoughts on that? Uh, what was about the flames and crap? And the eyes, the, the red, uh, red balls of fire with her eyes and flames coming out of his mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're ruling out. Is she the only person who said that? Well, that's the first case. We don't know what the second one says yet. 
We'll part on that one. Shan's, Shan's in the middle of a Shan's down. Remember that's a police report. Just because it's a police report doesn't mean it's true. It's what someone's told the police. <laughs> that is what a police report is. Right, so you what you said? Some of it might happen, some not. Right. Some part didn't happen out of interest. <laughs> Blue with my flip. All right, okay. Right, the scale case. This was the other one. Later, 28th of February, the same month. Nine days after the first attack. 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home from visiting their brother, a butcher who lived in a respectable part of Limehouse, wherever that is, stated that to the police that she said that he said, sorry, about the two sisters were passing along the green dragon alley. They observed a person standing in the angle of a passage so there was like somebody stood in the corner. Mm-hmm. She was walking in front of her sister at the time, and as she just came up to the person who was wearing a large cloak, he, spot, he spouted blue flames in her face. So he blew like fire in her face, which deprived her of her sight and alarmed her. And like, obviously, it yeah. would alarm me, it would alarm no, you. Just a bit. Instantly, she dropped to the ground and was say, say when she was having violent fits. So obviously, she and had some sort of heart attack, hadn't she? Which continued for several hours. Her brother added on the evening in question, he had heard the loud screams of one of the sisters. After they had left the house, he, he obviously he ran up, he found his sister Lucy on the ground, having a fit, with his assist, the other sister attempting to hold and support her. She was taken home and then learned from the other sister what had happened, so she couldn't remember it. She described Lucy's assailant, being a tall, thin and gentlemanly appearance, covered in a large cloak and carrying a small lamp or a bull like a lantern to those used by the police. The individual did not speak or nor did he try to lay hands on them but instead walked quickly away. Every effort was made by the police to discover who had done it and several persons were questioned but everybody was set free. Oh. This is the in eighteen thirty eight oh, Shannon. This is like that, where we could do would that. Would that police report have been released into the newspaper? At or the not? time, I don't know. Are you trying to say that did it for fame? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but she was having fits. Something happened to her. No, there was that like something to scare you that much. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. Like a man blowing like flames in your face would scare was me. It flames Standing or... in a tunnel, like like was in it a corner. Was it flames he blew in his face? Wasn't there opium and that like prevalent century? Know. I have no idea. Do you know what opium is? Some sort of drug. It's like heroin, but like I think they used to smoke it, which was even what, worse. And then like the thing could have been blue like, uh, as uh, it came out. I like maybe he blew it in her face. Maybe. Like it was that strong. Why are you giving it then a shand of a shand in the middle of a shand oh, Was there a man breathing fire in your face? I don't think there was fire because she wouldn't she have been burnt. <laughs> Good point. Wouldn't she have some sort of mark on her? It didn't say about burn. Well done, that's some good investigating, Shan. I don't know, I just feel like there could be something. I just mean I'm not saying there wasn't a man there who caused that, but I don't think it was fire. Don't mind cause at all. Yep. <laughs> right. Number six. 
It was reported that the alleged attack on Jane Aslop, the first one, um, on the 2nd of March, under the heading, the late outrageous at the old Ford. This was followed with the account of the year trial that what happened of one of Thomas Milbank, who immediately reported his attack after Jane, had boasted that in Morgan's arms, that spring that he saw, spring Jack, he was arrested and he, he was taken to court. Um, well, I've literally no idea what you've just said. That's okay. You don't have to. Oh, report report. Oh, no, this guy's claiming that he was spring Jack and he did the attack. Right. So they arrested him. Thanks for finally clarifying that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was hard reading her, right, as being wearing white overalls and a grey coat, which he dropped outside the house, and a candle he dropped was also found. He escaped conviction only because Jane Aslop insisted her attacker had breathed fire. The mill bank admitted he could not do such a thing. Most of the other accounts were written long after the date in the newspapers and do not mention about him. So she, they were like saying, we've got him, this is him. And she's like, you haven't, because he wore fire, he breathed fire. Like she would not, like she literally really? said that somebody breathed fire at her. So she can't be lying. So were they both naked? Well, yeah. Mm. So he was making up that he was him, and she was making up you should that be there was anybody strong out and out. Well, how are you? <laughs> Shan's in the middle. Shan's up or Shan's down? Nah, Shan's down. They were both men up, like. After these incidents, Springheel Jack became one of the most popular characters of that period. His alleged exploits were reported in newspapers and became subject of several penny dreadful comics and cheap plays in theatres. The devil was renamed Springheel Jack and some Punch and Judy shows as well. So the I knew I'd seen that little picture before. Ah, that's what he looks like. Uh-huh. Um people people say that it was Satan. We might not say the devil, but that ain't right. The green folks don't like such words. He is now commonly no called Spring Hill Jack. That's since the war. I don't know. But even the fame was growing. Reports of Spring Hill Jack's appearance became less frequent. It was more widespread. In 1843, a new wave of sightings swept the country again. A report described him as the very image of the devil himself with horns and eyes of flames. Uh, there were several reports in East Angular of attacks on drivers of coaches jumping in front. Uh, Spring Hill Jack investigation in 1847 uh, led uh, Captain Finch being convicted of two charges of assault. Oh, so somebody else got charged. Uh, he must have been pretending to be Spring Hill Jack and attacking women. He is said to have been disguised in a skin coat which had the appearance of a of like a cow, I think, with horns and masks. The legend was linked to the phenomenon of the devil's footprints. So do you think somebody just started dressing up as Ring? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, so we're giving that a chance. Of, That's crap. Yeah. Yeah. This news was followed by more reports of sightings until August 1877, when one of the most notable reports of Jack came from a group of soldiers outside all the shop and garrison. So these were army soldiers. The story went as follows. While they were on duty in the camp, 
and the camp was in darkness. Um, the peculiar figure started advancing towards them. The soldier issued a challenge which went unheard, and the figure came up beside him and delivered several slaps to his face. A guard, a guard shot at it with no visible effect. Some sources claim that the soldier may have fired blanks at him. Others said that he missed and fired warning shots on purpose. The strange figure then disappeared in the surrounding darkness with into the like round about the army base. Um what do you make of that? It's a bit weird, like something like actually attacking soldiers with guns. Was he not just tripping? They're, from that base, from there on they were ordered to shoot the night terror on sight, following so then the appearances ceased after that. But they were, they were told that they had to shoot. It's the really? thing they began that to kill it. Like, the what, what is that? That's funny. Yeah, that that's all. kind of mad. That mind. Like an army base as well, and someone's getting out, or something's trying to get in. What do you mean? Like, what is it? It's not a person. How do you know? Shans up, shans in the middle, or shans down. How do you know it's not a person? Shans up, shans in the middle, or shans down. In the middle. Right. Other sightings of Spring Eel Jack. Uh, there's others saying that he was wearing a sheepskin. Uh, angry mob apparently found him and chased him. Uh, they fired at him, so nobody could hit him. They've said to him he had leaping abilities to lose the crowd and disappear once again. So there's more witnesses claiming that they're trying to kill this thing. And it keeps on jumping 10 feet in the air. Strange. Uh, by the end of the 19th century, the reported sightings of Spring Ale Jack were moving towards the northwest of England, the morning of Liverpool, and appeared on the rooftops. There were reports of appearances all across the rooftops in Liverpool. Thoughts on that? That could just be someone dressed up on the roof, like. Hello, I promise I ain't bring you Jack. Yeah, I've seen people. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> right. Theories. Are you ready for this? No one's ever caught or identified Spring Hill Jack combined with the extraordinary abilities that he had and a very large time which he was apparently spotted. This has led to numerous and varied theories of the nature of the identity. While several researchers, researchers seek a normal explanation for the event, other authors explore more fantastic detail of the story and different kinds of paranormal discussions on it. So... Skeptical people are saying Springheel Jack was caused by mass hysteria, which was developed around the boogeyman or the devil, and was around for centuries and was exaggerated urban myth yep. about a man who climbed over rooftops claiming to be the devil. Yeah. Right. So is that? I agree with that. <laughs> Other researchers believe they may have of its origins been followed. By Spring Hill Jack was widely considered not to be a supernatural creature, but one rather than one or more person with a macabre sense of humour. This idea <laughs> matches the contents of a letter to the Lord Mayor, which accused a group of young aristocrats. 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 Aristocrats of the film with the cats yeah, exactly. the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the culprits after irresponsible wager. So they're saying that all these rich kids had said that they were Spring Hill Jack, basically, suggesting that they've been due and they've, they've done all the experience, they did it all. Thoughts on that? Well, yeah. The Illuminati remember? of Spring Hill Jack. No, can you not remember when everybody was dressing up as a clown? 
Yeah, Brown Higgins chasing uh-huh. cars and stuff. Welcome to Peterlee. We were, though. We were chasing kids around the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't dress up as a clown and chase kids. That's just what you like. Like, that actually happens, so I don't see why it couldn't be. That's quite a good explanation, actually. Do you think it was caused by a massive hysteria gonna, as well? I don't well. know how they were going to climb a wall, like, jump a wall. Ten foot? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that's a reasonable explanation? Are you going with sceptical? Yeah. So, that's sceptical. That's paranormal, and that's I just don't know. Right, the paranormal explanation. Are you ready? Well, a variety of paranormal explanations. Expl- expl- <laughs> <laughs> paranormal explanations have been proposed to explain the origin of Spring Eel Jack, including that he was an external extraterrestrial entity with oh, a non-human God. appearance and features. Example, red eyes, he was reflective and could breathe fire, superhuman agility and dragging from a life on a higher gravity world, while with his jump ability to strange behaviour, and this was n- or it was a demon accidentally or purposely summoned into this world by practitioners of the occult who made it manifest. So is it an alien or a demon? It's not an alien. How do you know though? It's so sound like Imagine American Dad, right? Imagine Roger. I know. Could it not be? Could it not be an alien? What, it's just accidentally ended up there when it's gone? How did it live that long? How did it end up there when it's gone? It might have crashed. Why was it out on its own? It might have just crashed. Oh, the, the rest of the ship went by themselves. The, he might have been on a mission to find you a world. Not by himself, he wouldn't be. But he could jump high. <laughs> so what you saying? I wanna I you say is Springfield Jack an alien? No. I believe more the devil thing than the alien. Right, okay then. So that's the next one. Is Springheel Jack a demon or a devil? Uh, wouldn't he be more evil than that though? He did cause some kind of bad crap to happen, like crashes yeah, and stuff. He didn't kill anyone though. No, Jack the Ripper did that. Exactly. That was going on at that same time period as well, or was it just before that? What do you say? It's Jack the Ripper and no, I'm 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 saying I'm saying Jack I'm saying Jack the Ripper might have been the devil, and I think this was one of his little minions. No, I thought you were saying they were the same person. (laughs) Was it paranormal at all? No. Or was it a man? It was some. Really, really big man. There you go. Explain his appearance. What, the devil? Yeah. Some people look funny. Skin? By many different witnesses? He might have been covered in baby oil. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping ability. Olympics. Alexa, what is the highest anybody has ever jumped in height? According to an Alexa Hearts contributor, in 2016, Evan Unger from Canada set the highest vertical jump Guinness World Record at 63.5 inches. What's that in real terms? Oh, well, Alexa, you killed us. Alexa, what is 65.3 inches in feet? 65.3 inches is about 5 feet 5 inches. That's quite high. That's the size of your dad. 
These yeah. were reporting jumping over 10 feet houses yeah, to get away. Yeah, but how much do people exaggerate when they... Shan, if you see somebody bounce over our house, like literally bounce over the house, that's what they were saying. Uh, yeah, but they ran up to it first, run and then jump. But that's only five foot. That's the highest anybody's ever been recorded. Yeah, recorded. This, this is saying 10 When foot. did this all start? The 18th century. No, what? when did recordings start? Like, recordings? but Shan, that was twenty. But that that that's like nobody in history jumped any higher than that. That they know of. Re- what's that recorded? That they know of. That's recorded. When did they start recording? When did the Guinness Can't, World Probably about World... like why well, yeah, I didn't. Ah, that's Guinness, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, nah, Shan, I don't believe humans have got the ability to I jump do. over I houses. To that we lose our houses. abilities all the time. We used to be able to do this, that, and other. <laughs> like what? Like fly. <laughs> oh no. No, don't they but say that we used to be able to like talk telepathically and all of that? Alright, okay, right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chart that up there. I'm gonna say okay, you can say that, but explain the I next know one I can then. Say that. Explain the next one. What about the reports of them having red balls of fire for eyes and brave and fire? Exaggeration. And there was multiple reports of it. They're all off the face of it. <laughs> on what? Opium. <laughs> on every single one who's seen them. You said it. Right, what are you saying then? I'm saying it's a bunch of kids dressed up. <laughs> Rich kids? Yeah. Right, is that what you're With saying? Hoverboards. <laughs> With hoverboards? Then that would make the Marty McFly back to the future. <laughs> um. Do you want to see another picture just before you make your mind up? There we go. That's what the pictures oh, are starting exactly to print. That's been completely exaggerated since the first one, hasn't it? He's got wings now. <laughs> Why has he not got big springs on his feet? It's stupid. That's totally... Do you reckon you could jump with springs? You haven't even thought about that. I don't know. I've never thought about that. Like, did he not have some sort of... Like a pogo stick? Yeah, but on his feet. You can get them, couldn't can you? You can now, but no, probably not then. Well, you probably could have. Make your own. You might have invented them. Maybe. Right, so what are you saying then? Spring Ale Jack, was he real? Not to the extent that they've made out. Was he a man just dressed up, terrorising them? Or probably. was he multiple like men? Like a little joker. That's what he looks like. Right, okay, so... Spring Ale Jack. Investigation. True or false? Part true, part false. There you go. Hey, thank you. What do you think? I'm going 110% alien. Right, so story time with Mr. Strong, baby. Right, do you know where our tail comes from? No. Our tail comes from just down the road in County Durham. From Ferry Hill, the Mainsforth Community Centre. Christopher, 35, lives just outside of Durham. This, he is a sceptic. Oh no, he's a sceptic. I don't know. He's a sceptic? Sceptic? S-C-E-P-T-I-C? I I thought sceptic was spelt with a K. I don't know. Someone who explores the rational and scientific explanations before assuming something paranormal. 
RA2 to skeptics. <laughs> Despite this, he believes something is going on in Maine's fourth community centre. Right. He said, I'm a true sep- sep- skeptic. skeptic. I have to say, I can't even say the uh-huh. word, I'm not paranormal. I believe most things can be rationalised. I've always been intrigued with people's experiences and want to experience them for myself. My most prominent experience came from the community centre in Old Miners Hall that now entertains people and hosts events. History where it goes back well over 100 years, it was where the miners would meet up and sign up to go into the mines. On the first occasion, there was three of us doing various experiments. We decided to split up, and another guy called Mark went off to the gym area building. It's a fairly big place, and we tried calling out. I asked if there was miners that were present, and I was startled when I felt my top being tugged from behind. And you know what it's like being touched by something. Yes, I know. On reviewing the video, evidence could vaguely see that he'd moved, that something had pulled him on the video. Right. Like thin air just pulled him. But what was more surprising, at the exact moment, a large ball of light dropped from the ceiling into the back. There was no cars passing at the time, and the light coming through the window, so there was no light coming through the window or anything like that. And it was odd, it didn't show on the ceiling. On the second encounter, he'd just gotten started after calling out again in the gym area, this time calling it out, calling in a threatening tone. Uh, he left the room and another group tried to go into there, but only to find the door, it shut and wouldn't open. We had equipment in there and he left it overnight. And what was more peculiar was the camera in the room was not rigged by motion like it should have been. The door was not able to swing on its own after testing it and the caretaker insisted that it never happened before and the latched and never latched itself. From a skeptic and my honest opinion there's definitely something going on in that community hall. Yeah, that's a bit creepy that like. <sighs> like a door, like so they even tried like yeah, slamming the, the door, like to see if it would slam and they couldn't even one. slam it. Yeah. And something actually filmed them pulling. No, but the second bit that we said was more. Do you think you're, because you're experiencing all the other week of something like reaching out, you believe that this. reaching out. Probably me hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much. It's been fun. We all hope you have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say, isn't it? Yes, it is. I've been Mr. I've been Mrs. And we all love you and we thank you for your support in 2022. And we shall hopefully you'll see you in 2023. Oh, she said it. She's got to do it now. Love you.